Whenever a new opportunity rises up to meet us, the great temptation is to look only at the temporary and typically the monetary benefits. So the knee-jerk reaction is to jump at the chance to connect because your inner voice of insecurity warns that such an opportunity may never come again. Welcome back to episode 196 of Free to Just Be, the podcast identifying and dissolving those pesky matrix attachments. So together, humanity, we can all step into our power. And this here is the Hippie Freak of the South, sending love, light, prayer, and high, high vibrations to the north, to the south, to the east and the west, to blanket this beautiful planet we call Mother Earth. And if my content resonates with y'all, and my voice finds you in that great health and vibrant energy, can you please just take a moment and pay it forward by clicking the like button and sharing it today. Just share this link for free to just be with somebody new. Just send it out in your email. You know, you don't have have to worry about the outcome, but please take a moment. If you've received value to pay it forward so that we can get the message of freedom out there to everybody in the world. So today I want to talk about decisions on a show that I am going to call Florida or Land on the No. <laughs> yes, Florida or Land on the No. Because you see, as I've shared um, earlier in the week, I was given an quote-unquote, opportunity to go to a convention of podcasters called PodFest in Orlando, Florida in a couple of weeks. And uh, since I began podcasting 15 months ago, I've seen these events that they have, and I always thought it would be a really cool thing to get to go do. But they're never in my area. Um, the event is ten and a half hours away from me. And um, so I was faced with this opportunity and what to do with it. Now, I opened with exactly what occurred at first. What, what did I open with? I opened with an excerpt from an article out of... Forbes magazine, which is uh, generally a finance magazine. And the author of this particular post is Susan Taylor. So I want to give her credit. So this is what I encountered, exactly what Susan said. (laughs) And that is that knee-jerk reaction. It was exciting. I got, you know, I had the opportunity about, I don't know, two or three weeks ago, Buzzsprout, the platform that I uh, launched my podcast from, which, by the way, is is a paid service, okay? They store all of your 
episodes, all of your audio files, and they distribute it to just quite the large number of different podcast platforms, uh, including iTunes and Spotify and, you know, Amazon Prime and all of them. And so you're paying for that service of them distributing it to all these other people so you don't have to manually do it. You upload it to the Buzzsprout site and then they do the work for you. So you pay for that service. And I I pay not only for the maximum amount of time, which is 12 hours, but I also uh, pay for... Um, the smoothing out of any audio um, issues. So that's a, that's a little added bump up. So consequently, I've been paying $36 a month um, every month to speak to humanity. So it's not as if podcasters make oodles of money. Now, I'm sure podcasters that are in the top five or in the top ten probably do have uh, all sorts of uh, sponsors and financial benefits. And eventually, I I believe I will get there because I believe I, I have content that's good enough and valuable enough to help change humanity. However, I'm, I'm just um, a little, a little seed in a huge pack of potatoes, you know, um, I am just beginning down this podcasting path. So imagine my excitement when I get an email saying, Hey man, you, you have won our, you know, first, the first email was, look, we want to give away a number of tickets, which of course would be what any of the podcasting platforms that are putting together this conference would do. And that is a a normal event type of promotion. Uh, You give away X amount of free value uh, in order to draw others in. So I knew that. And so I thought, well, you know, um, if I get chosen, well, maybe I'm supposed to go. So I filled out the form and in about five days, I got this email saying, uh, we're paying your way to PodFest. And I was pretty excited about that. It was a $300 value for one of the tickets. And then came my knee-jerk reaction. I looked up exactly how far Orlando, Florida is from my little town here in Tennessee. Ten and a half hours. I looked at the fact that this particular event is Wednesday through Sunday. So I would have to be gone. Uh, The actual event starts Thursday morning, but it starts at eight in the morning. So I would have to arrive Wednesday night. So that means I would be gone Wednesday night, Thursday night, Friday night, and Saturday night, four nights. Now, the ticket of $300 had been taken care of. Woohoo, that's awesome. But you have to understand that my initial knee-jerk reaction was coming from that program of scarcity. 
And what does scarcity automatically say? Oh, well, you can't do this. You can't afford it. Thus, this show. Because since I got that email, I have been pondering. I have been trying to make a conscious decision. So for the last week or so, I have been walking myself through the process of conscious decision making. So the decision was, should I go or should I stay? Should I stay or should I go to Orlando? And I just, uh, I had, it was really, really interesting. Because literally, that was my first reaction. Well, I, you know, I can't afford to do it. I, I'm not going to be able to do it. And it was like my dad, who, of course, as you know, is Abba. He's my dad. And when I refer to dad, that's who I'm speaking of, is, is my, my heavenly father, my God, my Abba, my Jehovah, my everything. Anyway, um... He, he was like, well, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Let's, let's look at this. Are you even considering it as a possibility? And my knee jerk reaction was, nope, no way. Oh yeah. It's, it's really cool that they picked me, you know? So that was kind of like, all right, I have the acknowledgement. They picked me, but my logical side was saying, well, they picked lots of people and you know, $299 $299 is nothing for these people. So these were the arguments and rebuttals going on in my head. But you see, I want to be a different person than I was from before. So how do I change that? How do I uh, get myself to a place where I can make a good choice about this? Well, you know, I began to, the first thing that I did was I, I recognized that this was an opportunity to respond, not react. Now I, I did, I, I already told on myself that I, my initial reaction was no way we can't afford it. And I might add that when I mentioned it to my husband, his was even more adamant. He was like, Pfft. Well, you know, you're not going to be able to do that. <laughs> and that was literally, it was out of his mouth before I even finished my two or three sentences that I wanted to say about the podcast or the Podfest event. So that was our initial knee-jerk reaction. Why? Because my husband and I are literally, and I want to say that we're, a good way down the road of walking out of the scarcity mentality. And why do I say that we're well on the road out of it? Well, because to think that the, the two of us in under five days could actually think about the possibilities without shutting it down immediately. That is phenomenal growth for us. And if you are not familiar with that scarcity program 
And and I honestly didn't think, I, I pointed my finger at my husband, well, you need to lose that scarcity program. And little did I know that I, I am just as, if not more, steeped in it. Because you see, I took the things that I witnessed as a child and uh, heard as a child, um, the things that I experienced, um, you know, if, if your furniture is thread-worn, well, then you cover up the holes or the wear spots if somebody comes to your home because people shouldn't live like this, but we live like this. That was the translation that I was getting as a young child. I, I, as a young child, I had no idea that with six children and a mom that was a stay-at-home mom, um, that my dad as a police officer was probably, not, not was probably, definitely struggled financially. Why do I know that? Well, I know firsthand because in this small town, I had a son who was a police officer for 15 years. And just like in New York City, where my dad was a police officer for 27 years, trash men get paid more than police officers. So as an adult, looking back and beginning to unravel my own programs, um, I had to begin to look, and this this is only like the last half of, of 2022, folks, all right? I never thought I had a scarcity program. But when you slow down enough, when you start being fully aware and conscious, and oh my gosh, if you add uh, Tai Chi Gung moves, which balances all your energies, so now you're not only cleared, but you have this intention of wanting to be conscious. And now you have this vehicle that's helping you be conscious. You have no choice but to consciously look at your shit. And so it was halfway through 2022, pointing my fingers at my husband that I recognized, holy crap, I have a scarcity program mentality as well. And so I retraced where I got those ideas. Um, any trips or events from school, um, I just was told, no, um, we, we can't do that. Um, now, as an adult, the translation was, well, of course they couldn't do that. They had six children. You know, uh, why, as the baby of those six would I ever expect that I would be given more than the other kids were able to to be uh, blessed with? And so I think for the most part, because my parents never said, oh, we're poor or we can't afford it. Um, I just look back and um, we took one vacation when I was a child um, that I recall and it where we actually left the area. We went from New York City in Queens to a little uh, town called, um, oh, I can't remember the name of the town, but um, it was a, a very tiny town in Pennsylvania that my dad had a friend who retired there. 
And my dad was checking it out and purposing that that's where he wanted to go and retire. And so we went and we stayed in this man who retired's camp trailer. And I can't remember if how many of my siblings were with us, but I remember this camp trailer and it was, it was, it was small, but as a child, it was awesome. Now as an adult, I look back and I realize, wow, we never went on a vacation. You know, we were not a Disney family. Um, I remember that it, it was uh, a rarity for us to get new anything. Um, when I was growing up, um, I remember that as I got older, as I got into my teenage years, some of my siblings had already married and moved away. And so there was a little bit more freedom. And I can remember my older sister, who was four years older than me, um, at one point saying, well, you know, I never got that. Um, and this was also the sister that bought a Peugeot bicycle for herself because she was working. We were all raised where, you know, if you don't work, you don't eat. And we all were raised with this really good work ethic. And so things weren't just handed to us. Um, and then as I got older, I recognized that, well, of course, you know, we all went to Catholic parochial school. So it was a private school. So imagine the cost that my parents were paying out for six of their children to be in private school on the wages of a police officer. I really, really understand and get that. But that upbringing, even though it was never spoken, just by the way that we lived, told me that other people have stuff and we don't. And then as I got older and out on my own, I, I really, really was confronted with that difference. So this is a big, huge program of mine. So now I don't want to go back. We'll, we'll talk about money on another show. I'm, I'm, I'm diverting from the decision making part. So with all this new information coming in, um, I, this year especially, um, realize that I have to learn to step out of that scarcity box. And that was the one of the biggest things that was occurring in those first couple of days. I said to my husband, I said, you know, we've never allowed ourselves to think about impossibilities, babe. You know, we say out of one side of our mouths, and how many of us do this? With God, everything is possible. All things are possible with God. And then when something that is perceivably to us impossible, we have no faith. So it is either you believe it or you don't. And that is where the divine was, was taking my husband and I as we're trying to ascertain the best decision about going to this podfest or not. So we were learning the impossible dare. That impossible isn't a fact. It's just an opinion. So 
the first day or so, all I asked my husband to do and myself to do was to think outside of the box, not to, to act like it was going to happen, but just to think, all right, well, could we actually do this? Because you see, we cannot make progress without making decisions. And the reason I absolutely know this is not because I'm Jim, Jim Rohn who made that quote and, you know, who's been a life coach, um, extraordinaire for probably 40 years. I know that that's true because of the many, many times I chose to do nothing. That in itself is a decision. To do nothing is a decision that you will live with the rest of your life in regret. So make no mistake, we make decisions all the time. But now I'm learning, like Tony Robbins says, how my life is beginning to change the moment I make new congruent and committed decisions. What does that mean? Well, I have to make sure now that everything is lining up with the things that I know are in my mission, the direction that I know I'm supposed to go in. I am very grateful to know that I know that I know that I my my mission is to communicate in any and every form that I'm called to do so. So I know this. So now every decision I make has to be congruent or compatible or fit around that major decision of staying on my life path. And the moment that we do that, decision-making gets different. Another difference in my decision-making this year is COL. Well, in COL, the circle of life, I learned that the very best time to make a decision is when your vibrations are high. How, how difficult would it be to make a decision when your vibrations and your frequencies are below the basement? All right? When you're feeling um, uninspired, when you're feeling doubtful, uh, do we want to make decisions then? How many decisions did I make in the basement? <laughs> And if I took the time, and I don't want to because to me it would be a waste of time at this point, but man, 20 years ago, had I recognized this, it would have been an invaluable resource for me. Because every decision that I made in the basement, I'm sure, ended up with a result that I was not happy with. So the very first decision that my husband and I talked about was to make sure that we're in a good mood when we talk about this, that we shut down the naysayers that are in the back of our head, that scarcity mentality that's rising up and saying, oh, 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 you belong on the other side of the tracks and others may, but you may not, and therefore, this is never going to work. So, first, before you make any decision, especially a life decision, Let's make 
dang sure that you're in the highest vibration. And what is the highest vibration? Love. Love yourself enough to be in that vibration of love before you make critical decisions. And we've talked about that. Go back in the episodes where we talk about the toolbox and how to get yourself up to the higher vibration. All right. So again, we had to stop being afraid of what could go wrong and begin to think about what could go right. All right. What, what, what would possibly happen if I chose to go to this conference? Well, I could meet up with people that would help propel me further down the podcast market. I could learn how to market myself better. I could learn how to monetize my site. I could learn how to grow my audience. So there were all these things that could go right with the decision of going. But I had a first open myself, open my mind. Why do I have open your mind Monday? Because there's still parts of my mind, folks, that aren't open. I mean, come on, let's be real. This is a process. We haven't lived our entire lives in the matrix and then expect in a week's time, in a month's time, even a year's time. I have 61 years, almost 62 in this matrix. And I would be foolish to think that I'm going to exit it in a year. All right. We all have different ways that we have to learn how to change our way of being. And one of them is making conscious decisions. We have to learn um, how to do so. So I had to stop thinking in my old way of thinking. So positive thinking is actually the conscious decision to see good, which when you're in a scarcity mentality is very, very difficult to do. And we have to retrain ourselves to see good and the bad and then ascertain which has more benefit for us before we make that decision. And my decision to keep each episode at 28 minutes is being called to the carpet right now. And right now I'm going to have to extend this episode about making choices because I'm about out of time already, folks. So we cannot make process without, uh, progress without making decisions. And we have to stop believing all the matrix lies in order to make conscious, positive decisions going forward. And tomorrow's episode, we'll talk a little bit more. Actually, it'll be Thursday's episode because Wednesday is Walk Away Wednesday. But for right now, I'm going to leave you with every accomplishment starts with the decision to try. Are you trying to change your way of being truly this year? Or was it just lip service? Are you making decisions the same way you made decisions in 2022? 
Let's be real cautious, folks. And I will be in your earbuds next episode. This is the Hippie Freak of the South saying, peace out.